Hello, friends. Welcome to the In the Whisper podcast. I'm your host, Nita Wilkinson. We all know that life is just plain hard sometimes. Join me each week as I talk to a girlfriend about their journey of overcoming and how it always leads back to Jesus. On this week's podcast, I thought that we could talk about waiting and being weary. There's so much of both of those in our world today, and I just kind of want to go back through the Bible and look at some different times that people were waiting, and I'm sure that they were weary. So let's just get to it. As I am sure many of you are feeling, I am tired of COVID, I'm weary of COVID, and I'm I'm weary of waiting. And I think we're all waiting for it to be over or for life to be normal. But what does that even mean? We don't have a date. So many times when we're in the waiting room, we have an actual date. You know, we we put our house on the market and uh, it sells and we know we have to move out by this date. Or we're, we get a call from the doctor and we know we'll have our results in three days or six days or whatever it is but this waiting is different because there's no end in sight and we don't even know what the end will look like or if we'll even know it's here it's just such a crazy world that we live in and i want to um take us back to a time thousands of years ago when the israelites were they have they've been in bondage for 400 years certainly there was a time when joseph who connected with the pharaoh at that time and gave um he determined what his dream meant and they built a relationship and worked together to make sure that um, the egyptians and what would end up being the israelites at that time had what they needed However, 400 years later, that same relationship wasn't there. And of course, God had promised Abraham that he would, his descendants would multiply greatly. And they did. And that scared the pharaohs after, after um, Joseph and that pharaoh were gone. So they, they put them into slavery and bondage and didn't let them they kept them under their thumb so of course we know that story that Moses comes and they were also promised before that that they would be taken to that they would take over the land of Canaan and they had no hope of that until Moses came now of course Moses we all know that story but he has come to set God's people free he is the vessel that God is using and he, I love the part of the story where Moses, you know, I am, I'm not your man. I don't speak well. I'm not who you need. And yet he was exactly who God needed. His leadership skills were strong. Um, maybe he didn't speak well, but he was able to get the point of cross. And the fact is God equips us for exactly what he needs us for. And he did that with Moses as well. And I know there have been many times when I can feel the Holy Spirit nudging me to go one way and I'm feeling completely ill-equipped to handle it and yet 
if I'm obedient, God gives me everything I need and more to be able to do that. So I love that part of the story. But he is able to, after a lot of stress and um, a lot of plagues and just really bad things happening, they are able to move forward. And I, oh, I, I love to think about what, how did the women of those households react? You know, they, they were told the night before that they were going to be leaving and that they were going to have to do it quick. And of course, um, the, the final plague was to take the firstborn of every family, but the Israelites would be um, exempt from that if they put the blood of a perfect lamb like a cross over their door. And there's so much in that part of the story that we can look ahead towards Jesus for and see the blood of a perfect lamb, the blood of our Savior, the redemption that comes from that, saving those firstborn children. And the next morning, Pharaoh is himself weary and says, go, I can't fight you anymore. But they have to go quick. They know this isn't going to be easy. And they, and they know that they have, they, they're not to put yeast in the bread and they have to leave quick. But how do you know what to take? And prioritize all of that and get your family together and make sure you have enough food. And, you know, they don't have as much stuff as we probably have today, but they still had things that they needed just to survive. And I just, I would love to see how they managed that, but they obviously managed it well because they were able to, now, of course, they didn't know they were going to be in the uh, desert for 40 years, but it did end up that way. And just how they managed to leave so quickly. Uh, again, God's hand was all over that. So now let's jump forward to another period of ward, of waiting. Coincidentally, it was another 400 years, although this time it was the prophets were no longer uh, speaking for God. So it had been 400 years since the Jewish nation had heard from God. And I just think that there's a certain darkness that comes with that. You know, you're waiting and you're wondering and you know the Messiah is coming, but when is he going to come? You don't know the day. You don't know the time. And amazingly, you know, the Messiah came so quietly at night. Keep in mind, the Jewish nation was, of course, they're under Roman rule and they are longing to go back to the time when they were their own nation with their own leaders and they know that this Messiah is coming to do that for him. And they, in their humanity, can only think of a king who will come back and lead them back to the land that they believe is rightfully theirs. But of course, God's plans are so much bigger than even our dreams are. And he's not sending an earthly king to give them earthly things. He is sending his son down from heaven so that he can be the perfect lamb, the perfect savior, and by his blood we are saved. But before that can happen, he has to come from his perfect throne in a perfect heaven down to a broken world as a baby boy. I want you to think about that. I have no idea what heaven is like, but I know that there will be no more tears and there will be no more pain. And I believe that 
the anxiety that some of us feel will be completely gone. I know that it will be gone. And we won't long for the things of this world, but we will only long for God and our Savior at that time. And I can't wait, of course, but they don't understand all that. They are waiting for a king like David, a warrior, a good leader, a strong man, a strong leader. But that's not what they're going to get because on this night, there's going to be a baby born, just a baby boy born in the humblest of conditions, a stable, probably a cave stable with animals. And he's born and put into a dirty old manger, the humblest of beginnings that you can have. But hindsight tells us that's the perfect way for our Savior to come because he became a humble servant. He was fully God and fully man. And he loved in a way that only fully God and fully man can. And I don't want us to get uh, wrapped up in, you know, I I think sometimes it's hard to um, imagine, okay, he's God when he's in heaven, but when he's on earth, he's human. But he can do the things God can do because he has powers. No, he was fully human and fully divine. And he came in a manger to live here on our broken world so that he could redeem us and that we could be with him in heaven because we can never redeem ourselves. Our humanity, we are so broken. And the world just is on us each and every day. And trying to stay ahead of that is amazing. But he came to help us do that. You know, my favorite, well, I have a lot of favorite Christmas songs. I love Joy to the World, but I also love A Holy Night. I love that song. I love everything about it. And this year, I've really spent a lot of time just in the part, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And I look back at the Israelites And they were given a thrill of hope when Moses came in and scooped them up and took them to the promised land. Now, it wasn't easy and it wasn't perfect, but they made it. And that was their hope. This little baby is the hope of the Jewish nation. Not what they're expecting. And in fact... On that night that Jesus was born, we know that there were, well, not on the night, but we know when he was born, that wise men came to see him. We know that shepherds came to see him sometime after he was born in, the, in those first, that first year, those first months. But the world didn't know he was here. So this little baby boy came in such an extraordinary way to a humble, to be born in a humble stable. And the rest of the world 
just looks at it like an ordinary day. You know, they get up, they do the things that they need to do to get through the day. The women, I'm sure, made the meals and made sure that the house was clean and took care of their children. The men went out to do their jobs. People came home at night, they had their meals, they probably did their whatever, they wouldn't have called it Bible time, but had their time and they went to bed. There weren't TVs and computers and things to distract them. Their life truly was lived each moment fully because that's how they had to do it. But while all of them are having their ordinary days, not looking at it differently, there's this baby born that's going to change the world. So extraordinary, but nobody knows it. Not too many people at that moment anyway. So they're weary. They're waiting for a savior. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. So I just want to read to you from John, just a little bit from John, um, chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses, and grace and the truth came through Jesus Christ. I love those passages. A thrill of hope. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The weary world rejoices. We have received grace in place of grace already given. The law was given through Moses. Grace and truth through Jesus Christ. I love this. And it's what we need right now. We are in a period of waiting. It's not been 400 years. I know there's some of you that probably feel like it's been 400 years, but it's really only been, I think, 10 months, I think is what we've been. And we don't have a date. We can't say that on June 1st, this will be over. We can't say that, well, on March 29th, we are going to be able to go back to this much of normal and then full normal will come on this date. And so it's hard and it makes us weary and we're a world divided and that adds to our weariness. There's so much anxiety and even depression from all of this wondering. When will it end? When will life be normal? When will I get to see? When will I get to go back to work? When will we get to have a party again? When can I have my wedding? thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Jesus was not half man and half God. Jesus was fully human and fully divine while he walked on this earth. I know sometimes it feels like, well, when he was here, he was human, but when he's in heaven, he's God. Nope. Fully human, fully divine while he walked on this earth. He cried as an infant. Human has him do that. But he's divine and he gave life to his mother. Jesus, born of Mary, 
came really to die so that we can all be redeemed, including his mother Mary, so that she can live in eternity. He gave life to his mother. There is no other human you can say that about. He is fully human, so he had to sleep. He got tired like we do. He got hungry like we do. But he's fully divine in that he can raise a man from the dead. He took demons out of a man that who knows how long they were there. And by his command, they left. And he made a man who couldn't walk leap. Fully divine. He is deity poured in. To he was deity poured into humanity when he walked on this earth. Isn't that beautiful? He left his perfect throne in a perfect heaven to come down to a broken world so that he could pour the deity of himself into humanity so that he could understand what we feel and how we live. And he died on a cross so that we can spend our eternity with him a thrill of hope came in a baby that came to this world to save us really from ourselves isn't that beautiful a thrill of hope the weary world rejoices the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us Jesus walked on this earth. He was not the king that the Israel or that the Jewish nation was expecting. He was not a warrior in the way that David was. He was a humble servant and he taught us through his own life how we are to be humble servants as well. He came and gave a love that is beyond anything I understand because it just poured out of him. He didn't expect anything in return. Part of that is his deity. And it goes to God because the divine love that Jesus had for us is so much bigger than what we can imagine, than what we feel. It is unfathomable. But he poured it out while he walked on this earth. And he still pours it out on us today. A thrill of hope. That's part of it. I know that you're weary. I know that you want this pandemic to be over. And today, I ask that you remember this word that became flesh to dwell among us. This man who was fully God while he walked on this earth gave us so much an example of love, of servanthood, of humility that we can learn from in this world that is so broken and so chaotic right now. So... While you are weary in all of your weariness, because the song of Holy Night for me has become something so much more than that sing songy, happy 
to sing it song that we hear and sing ourselves. We're weary to our bones. We need that thrill of hope. And we have it. It came in a baby boy that we will celebrate this December 25th. We will celebrate his birth. But I don't want you to leave out the part of his death because the birth is just the beginning of an amazing story of love that you will never read about anywhere else. No one will ever love you enough. Not enough. No one will ever love you the same way that Jesus loves you because he is fully God and his divine nature and his divine love. While he's not on this earth today, he sent his Holy Spirit to continue all that he started. And we still have that gift today. So rest in that, my friends. Know that your thrill of hope today comes, yes, from a baby, but more importantly, from a Savior who chose to come here to earth to die a death that's not very good at all. It was a horrible death. And he was humiliated and he was mocked. And he did that so that you can be with him in heaven one day. That is the thrill of hope I want you to grasp onto and carry with you every day of the year. The weary world rejoices. I know you're weary, but when you grab that truth, that thrill of hope that came in a baby that died on a cross, it will give you the energy you need for your days on this earth. Thank you, my friends, for listening in to me just talk a little bit about weary and waiting. Monday, I will be back on schedule and I will be dropping a podcast with my friend Angie Vertucci and she is going to talk about her story of overcoming. So you can look forward to that on Monday. And then the next Monday, I am going to be sharing um, time with Heidi Reeser, uh, friend of mine, and we are going to be talking about the legacies that and the traditions that our moms left us and how we use that to keep them in our Christmas. And uh, both of our mothers were beautiful women of God and left us so much to make these holidays richer. So you have that to look forward to as well. And I did want to tell you that uh, tomorrow when Angie's um, podcast Angie and Friends drops. I will be one of her friends that was on. We did a podcast on uh, Christmas and traditions and what we love about it. And it was just so much fun. And I really enjoyed my time with her today. So check that out. I think that drops tomorrow. And uh, I look forward to lots of new things in the new year. We're going to be changing some things up and I look forward to sharing with that, that with you in the weeks to come. But until then, grab on to the thrill of hope of our Savior that came as a baby and died on a cross and hold it in your hand and don't let it go for the rest of the days of the year so that you always have that to hang on to so that you can rest and not be weary anymore. Thank you so much. Until next time, this is In the Whisper. <laughs>